Let us know in the comments. Did this podcast suck? What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Screenshots, the drinking game movie podcast. We just got back from seeing The Boy in the Heron, otherwise known as How Do You Live? That's the original tr- translation from Japanese, which is a way, way better title. Johnny, what's it about? What's it making? Well, before we do anything else, I have to tell you to get the stupid hat. It's making a shadow it's, on it's your so face. It's so tight. He's wearing a Santa actually, Claus hat, put and it the little all thing the on the top is making a shadow on his face. Also, you didn't give me enough time to like the video and subscribe to the channel Fuck, and you're leave right, a funny you're right. comment. Let's take a pause. Go ahead. L- like, right. comment. I'm just liking it. I'm just commenting the most controversial <laughs> statements to that to trick people into commenting. And then, all right, so now. There we go. I can't wait to Boy in the Heron, one. right? So the director, Hayao Miyazaki, Hasn't made a movie in ten years. He's no. retired. He's like the Brett Favre of animation. That's a good way of putting Keeps it. Keeps retiring and then comes out. He's like, I got one more. And <laughs> so the boy in the heron is a young boy named Mahito, yearning for his mother, ventures into a world shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end and life finds a new beginning. Semi-autograph. <laughs> it's semi-autobiographical fantasy from the mind of Hayao Miyazaki. Now, box office wise, the budget for this is apparently the highest. The biggest Japanese movie ever made. I think it's like $65 million, which I don't know how many yen that is, but $65 million, which is pretty no big. Idea. It's around that. It's around there. Because the, the one that, the highest gross, the highest budgeted Japanese movie is somewhere around there. So, so far, it's made $86 million worldwide. Whoa, If really? you look at other movies from Studio Ghibli, they tend to do very well. Like, you think, because in, in America, you think, like, oh, some, it's an obscure animation, like, can't make no, that much I, money. They, like, Spir- Spirited Away made, like, $400 million about. Incredible right? movie. Howl's Movie Castle made, like, $200 million. So they make, like, hundreds of millions. And the budgets are usually low for, you know, American movie standards, so that's pretty good. It's, it's, it's going to open in the U.S. with around, like, 7 to $10 million according to, like, Variety and Deadline, I think. Box Office Pro has it opening at ten. Which would be okay. I mean, add like add twenty, thirty million to the U.S. box office into its worldwide total. If it, it's probably going to end somewhere between like one fifty and two hundred, I would guess, which is you know pretty good, all things considered. And uh, yeah, that's what's what. No, you didn't do it. What'd you do? What'd you get me on? Japanese. Oh, what? Okay. <laughs> For those who don't know, I said a word that he wrote down, so I have to take a shot of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> Japanese. They got me again. The Japanese. They got you again. So Jeez. let's just okay. What do you? want? <laughs> Should listen, we talk about listen, the movie? Yeah, listen. I I don't know. Cause the only I think I've only seen I've seen the Studio Ghibli's uh most popular one, Spirited Away, and I've seen uh Kiki's Delivery Service. Okay. So I'm not the like like I'm not the scholar Studio Ghibli or Ghibli. I don't know how you It's uh, Ghibli. Is it cuz I've heard people say Ghibli and people who say Ghibli seem like they know it's more like than It's like GIF me. and GIF. Whatever. Um so I'm not like this big scholar about it, right? But when I was walking in to start recording my brother was like, oh, I'm going to see that movie in a couple of days. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Have you seen any others? And he said, no. And I said, this might not be a good one to start with. I would disagree. Okay, why? Um, well, first reason is that you have to take two shots because you what? said Studio Ghibli, Ghibli, and you said Spirited Away. I would have put Spirited Away. You're, you're allowed to, that's a title of a different movie. It's not the title of the movie, you're idiot. S- talk. So I do think this works. This movie works. If you're familiar with... Um, Miyazaki's work I yeah. think this movie you'll enjoy it obviously more but I don't think this is a movie where you won't enjoy it if you're unfamiliar with his work I still think it's a good movie on its own but the reason it, if you're a fan of him it works really well is because it's basically a giant metaphor for his work yeah. in general I won't get into the specifics until we get into spoilers but I really thought it was I really had a strong reaction to it because of that. And I've only seen like two of his movies. I've exactly, seen, right? I've seen Same. Spirited Away and Howl's Moving Castle. But even this, I recognize his homages to his past movies. I recognize that this was sort of like a, a culmination type thing. 
and it works well as a as, as a last movie, even though allegedly it's not his last movie. People say, um, "Well, I like how every single one of the movies he makes it's it's a, it's really an, a read in between the lines kind of story for each one, where there's these big philosophical questions he's asking the audience and himself. And one of my favorite quotes yes. by him was about like love and about how like you don't like he's I don't know how how it is exactly. I'll, maybe I'll put it in the editing." But essentially, he doesn't need two characters to show physical affection towards each other to like be able to show like a real good love story. Because right. love doesn't come from like the physical; it comes from like the mental. Whatever. I'm I'm doing a horrible job, but I I really like that he has kind of a commitment to show emotions in the most in depth way, while also not making it too hard to understand. Because even if you're not trying to read, right. it, even if you're not trying to read it in between the lines, even if you're not like trying to pick apart, like oh, this is what that emotion means, and that it's like. You can still enjoy the movie because on one side it's very deep and rich. On the other side, like the animation's stunning, of course, and it's just so interesting to watch, regardless of story. Like if I put this on mute, I'd be like, "Oh, that's a cool anime. Right. That's a cool thing to see." Just because, just because the subject matter is very fantastical and it, the rules of the world, the uh, of the worlds are very unique, doesn't mean that it's inaccessible to understand. You yeah. can still easily in- interpret. I think Howl's Moving Castle probably maybe was a little too obvious, more than Spirit of the Way. But I think this really worked well in terms of uh, metaphorically and allegorically, allegorically, if you want to call it. And if you know a lot about Miyazaki's like you know upbringing, I think it. I, I did some research before this. There is stuff in this movie that you can recognize. Like, oh yeah, this is definitely. Uh, I, is this a spoiler? I would say it, and I'll cut it out. All right. So there are there are characters like the the main kid Mahito, and there's another character who I'm not going to say. Where you're like, oh, okay, that's supposed to be Miyazaki. And yeah, I like that about it. Is that you thought that was a spoiler? It's not. Okay. And I even though I didn't I didn't connect with the protagonist uh, Mahito, I didn't connect with him as much as I did with the protagonists of Spirited Away and uh, Howl's Moving Castle, Sophie and Sen or Chihiro. Whatever, how do you say her name? I'm not sure. I thought those characters, I saw them go through like a giant transformation and I thought they were really like they were very strong willed. And I thought in this, even though he's strong willed, I feel like I didn't get to see there was there was a certain affection that I didn't have for him, even though I thought he was an okay protagonist. Really, that's the only flaw in this movie is that the protagonist wasn't as strong as the other Miyazaki movies I've seen. Yeah, no, I would agree with you because when you watch the other movies, you feel like, like, sure, in this, there's still that like childhood wonder, but he seemed the character seems so. Like, not that he's uninterested, but he seems so, like, adult and kind of professional where, like, it doesn't seem like it's phased or he doesn't seem like he's worried about the, making the decisions he's making, even though, like... Does he, he ever seem like he's out of his depth to you? No, he yeah. doesn't. And I think, like, when you watch something like Spirited Away or, like, I only watched two of them or um, Kiki's uh, Delivery Service, I just... You get the sense that they are so overwhelmed they don't know what to do. They're in over their head and they're scared. And I think it's that fear within these characters that are children that makes the movies what they are and it's like fuck it's like a make right. I'm a I'm a twenty six year old man, but when I watch Spirit Away, I'm like, this is scary. I'm entering a nightmare. But for um, you know, this movie I didn't feel like the character I was more afraid than the character, but I want I, it didn't feel right. You know? He feels like he's so on guard because of his grief, like he can't really get into him. Like he's so like jaded. J- he's so jaded of like, oh fuck him. Yeah. God damn it. I can't believe this. Well, happened I don't to even me. think jaded like that. I think jaded like he's very passive. Like he never uses his eyebrows to express emotions. He's just like he- Oh, so you think you think it's like an animation thing? No, 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 no. No, I'm I'm I meant that kind of metaphorically where it's like you're if I were someone to call me jaded, it's cause I'd be looking like this the whole time. 
Which is like your normal face. Which is my normal face. And I feel like he had that normal face. I just, I didn't feel like he was like, holy shit, what the hell is going on right now? Right. He um, he, he never seemed phased by stuff. But also. He was like, oh, okay, nice. There's a fucking flying spaghetti monster. Nice. <laughs> but also, again, uh, that was a Bible reference. But also, again, I think, and this is spoiler, so I won't say it. There are these overarching things that are going on with this character that might make him feel like nothing else could be as grand as what I'm dealing with internally. And perhaps that's why what's going on in the world, his world, is not, it's not like grabbing his attention because he's so, he's got something going on in his head. Um, and again, it's, if I have a, a goal or a motive, like let's say I'm this character, like I need to do something I, it, and it's a thousand miles away. Nothing surrounding that a thousand miles is going to stop me from getting there, no matter how crazy it is. And I feel like he's kind of in that that headspace, mm. but I think that takes away from me being able to relate to the character because I'm so used to these kind of movies being so extravagant. So you're saying that you can't relate with somebody who's very determined. <laughs> how did I talk for like 45 <laughs> seconds That's about That's basically what you just said. No. He's so determined I can't relate to him. No, I just, I think he, uh, I, I want to say this thing, he did not watch the tra- He did not watch the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer at all but, uh, in this movie. Can you believe let's it? Let's just talk oh, about that. I forgot that. to make that joke in the beginning that we took a break from watching GTA 6 to bring you this episode <laughs> of screenshots. Did you feel that the pace was slower than other Miyazaki movies? Yes. I like that, though. I liked how it's not, because like, the other ones where th- things are happening so fast in other movies because characters are entering this new world that they're not familiar with, so, like, everything's flying by. You're like, oh, my God, all this stuff is happening. But here, it's like... And I never felt, I never felt the point was to get overwhelmed by this world that we're going into. It was always more of like, oh look, here's what here's what this is. The world is secondary to everything else that's going on. I don't know about. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it doesn't. It feels like it's being like in the same thing as Spirited Away. How how Sen is she, the main character is extremely overwhelmed by what's happening. Is like yeah. what is going on in this. The focus isn't. Uh, Maito going through that, like, holy shit, holy shit. It's more of him just, like, learning about the world and being like, oh, nice, bring me to the thing I'm looking for. Like, yeah, that's get- what I was saying, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that means secondary, but, like... No, well, I, I was I was saying that he's so focused on his specific goal that everything else is happening around him, but he's not pa- right. taking time to really notice it. He's just like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Whatever. Um, which I think is... Obviously, it's 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 fictional cartoon, right? Cart- was that offensive? This isn't fictional. Um, but... I, it's really that, happened, Mark. You didn't know because that? because I you didn't you didn't re- you didn't know that this happened oh, during World War II. You know what this reminds me of? What? This reminds me of uh, the Narnia, the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, where it's like no, you don't know anything about that. I don't even know what you just said. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe from the Chronicles of Narnia. Oh, I know that. Yeah. Where like they go into like the uh, the wardrobe and there's this whole world of like yeah. these beasts and stuff, but they have this goal. And it's like it's basically this movie a little bit, but obviously different. Um, it actually has a lot. I'll say in spoiler, it has a lot of similarities actually. But uh, no, I I think this movie did a really good job at you know what you were saying where it showed everything going on, but didn't make it its focus. And I think that was kind of the point where they didn't want the surrounding world to be the focus. But if you watch all these other uh, Ghibli movies, there's so much going on in them, and so much little things. And whether like I love watching uh, Ghibli movies or any kind of anime movies where they're cooking. I love all that stuff going on. There's one scene in this movie where a whole bunch of uh, people are cooking things, and it's like I love that. There's so much going on. It's like when you make like a little miniature, and then you had you could spot everything. I love stuff like right. that. It's like the effect in like like we mentioned this with Dungeons and Dragons. How you have a scene, you're like, okay, I get the scene. Like this is what the point of the scene is yeah. supposed to be. But since we're we're being introduced to this fantastical world. Then they just throw in a thing. You're like, well, what the hell is going on there? Yeah. Which is like a classic thing in these movies where there isn't, 
there isn't a shortage of like things you've never seen before to happen in the middle of a, like a regular scene. I also like thinking about how how do you, how do you pronounce his name? The creator. I'm not gonna tell you because you should know you ignorant pig. <laughs> oh my god! Whatever. You ignorant piece of trash. Whatever. I think it must be super fun because I, I can imagine being there, like writing this thing, being like, I for, I don't know what the, how to move forward. Let's just create a cool monster looking thing, and he and he flies and eats tofu all the time. I don't know. Yeah. It's like that'd be. So, it sounds like so much fun, you know. Also, we had the we had a crazy screening. There was a piece of cloth hanging down over the screen. There was, there was? a movie. Dude, the movie next to us. What was, was so that? Loud. I have no idea, but it was so loud. So loud. Did you write down that word too? The word that I'm trying to get you to say. What word? There's a certain music concert movie that's out right now. That's not the Taylor Swift movie. Oh, I don't know what what it is. Yes, you do. I don't know what yes, it is. Yes, you do. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, let's get in, let's get into ratings. Wait, I don't know what it is. Let's get into ratings. Say what it is. No. Let so, me see your card first. No. All right, let's get into ratings. Okay. Let's Before get into we rating. get into ratings, actually, I have a fun fact that I found about this movie or about um, a movie that you said, Kiki's Delivery Service. In 1999, Jeff Bezos said that before he started Amazon, he was direction, directionless in life and he didn't know what he was going to do. He went to a screening of Kiki's Delivery Service and thought thought of the idea for Amazon. <laughs> it was like, holy shit, that's what I got to do. That wasn't even the I first make, use of Amazon. Amazon was a make, bookseller. Shut up. Shut up. Don't even worry about it. Okay. That's a true fact, Mark. <laughs> yeah. You can look it up on the internet. Let's, you know, let's anything call, that let's you see on Jeff the internet, Bezos especially right especially URLs that you do not recognize, it's true. Anyway, ratings. What's the rating system? Why are you asking me? I don't know. Shut up. The rating system is um How many gooey thing how many gooey weird How many stars do you give Kiki for a delivery service out of five? Oh, how fast is Kiki's delivery service out of ten stars? You just out said the same days. thing I said, but days. changed five to ten. So okay. On a scale of Kiki's delivery service delivering you a package to Jeff Bezos inside of a package. month, which is not oh, you're like a oh, month. I don't know when that's gonna come. Or uh, Amazon Prime shipping, <laughs> Kiki's Amazon Prime shipping. What would you give it? Which would be a perfect ten. I'm gonna say that I'll definitely, I definitely like this movie again. If I watch it again, I like it more. Um, I'm gonna give it. I'm going to give it an Amazon day shipping. So I choose, I could get the two day shipping, but I choose to ship it on Tuesday. So it's easier for the delivery driver, yeah. which is an eight out of 10. Boom. Trademark it. Well, actually not yet. Cause we didn't hear your score. <laughs> just the end of the show. Um, I would give it a UPS ground for 7.3. It's ship on ground. You've never it's ordered shit on ground. <laughs> yeah. You've never ordered something and it's UPS ground delivery. I don't know what that means. You don't know how to use a computer. You I'm, suck. I live in the high. I'm a. You're I'm a, such an the bourgeoisie idiot. living up in the skyscraper, dude. I never touch the ground. <laughs> yeah. Or or the filth that lives down there. Anyway. All right. So we got an eight and a seven point three. That's a score of a seven point six five. Boom. Trademark a screenshot to do whatever you want with it. Boom. <sighs> Spoilers. And three, two, one. So at the end, right, he gets to this world and the world that's like made by this tower that fell from space or this rock that fell from space, <laughs> this alien rock, it basically gets destroyed, right? Yeah. And it would that would make sense for it being Miyazaki's last film because then it's basically him saying, I'm done I'm done living in these wor- this crazy world. Like I have to come back to reality and now I just retire. And also like I think the 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 boy and the boy and the heron and the uncle I think are both characters that – the grand uncle are the ones that he identifies with in the story. Cause he's basically like the architect of this world being like, I need, 
you know, I, I, I can't do this any longer, blah, blah, blah. And then he, and then the, the kid who also, so Miyazaki's dad made planes during, he was a plane manufacturer during World War II. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, he also made a movie called The Wind Rises, which is about that, which I haven't seen yet. But also his mom didn't die, but she did have tuberculosis for a long time, which is what the mom in this, or the surrogate mom for him in this, also is struggling with uh, in the beginning of the movie. She has tuberculosis. And if you look at basically, have I, am I done explaining this? Did I get everything? But basically, he goes to this world, right? And it's Miyazaki being like, somebody take up the mantle to this world because I'm done with it. I can't keep it up anymore. Yeah. He can't find anybody. And so the world collapses and then everything comes back into reality and he's done. Do you think this will be his last movie? I mean, it were, I don't, I mean, at this point, you can treat it like it's his last movie because he made it like it was his last movie. What? His last movie. Oh, you motherfucker. But I obviously would like such as the last movie because it makes a lot of sense. But also, I don't want to miss out. If he has anything left in the tank, I don't want to miss out on it. Yeah, but this it. is such a pu- perfect culmination of but all this. There's homages to everything in his, and like everything that he's done. Like there's homages to it in this. Yeah, sure. But again, I think... It might be satisfying for the fans to see that, right? But it's like, if he's got something left over, I don't want him to be like, oh, I had one more story to tell, but now I'm going to die. It's like, that sounds horrible. Like, I want him to be able to tell all of his stories. And if it's, if it's true that some guy, uh, Ghibli, was like, oh, yeah, he's got he's got a couple, we got one more. I want him to do the one more. Um, but I, I do like, obviously, that this movie is clearly a metaphor for him and his life. Um, I think it's also cool when it comes to a lore perspective how the grand uncle is talking about, oh, these are all these different universes. And it's like, it's kind of an interesting idea if you think about all of his movies being controlled by the grand uncle because these are all different universes. I'm like, that's a cool thought. Like, that, that is his, like, work table. And all the movies we've seen in the studio is made by this grand uncle. Like, that's kind of yeah. cool thinking about. But still, I, I, I would like, if there's anything left in the tank, I'd want to see it. Especially because I feel like my favorite part about these movies is that they're actually, they're t- kind of terrifying. Yeah, there's some serious like, sequences. There's a scene in this movie where they're all like. There's a reference to Howl's Moving Castle in this. What is it? When he t- the mom has tuberculosis and he sees her and he like touches her. There's a, there's a scene, I forget where, but he, there's a scene where he touches the mom's shoulder and she goes all gooey. Oh. And that happens to Howl and Howl's Moving, Howl's Moving Castle. So if he goes to touch him and he turns all gooey. He's all depressed. I <clears throat> and then also, also all the animals or all the creatures in this, yeah, like look a lot like the creatures from other movies and stuff. Like and also like the, there's like a, a, the firework display and the, there's a sequence where it's very similar to the uh, the scene with all the star feet, like all the stars in the field with Howell when he was a kid and Howell's moving castle. There's things that look like the tor- the Tortoro guy, even though I haven't seen it, but I recognize it like the design of the yeah. of the par- the parrots were yes. like the same or whatever. Parakeets. Yeah, there's stuff like that where there's references to all of his movies. This movie works, I think, like because you said that if you've never seen a Miyazaki movie, maybe you shouldn't see this. But it would be fun to work backwards, like to watch this movie and then watch them all backwards. You'd be like, oh my god, because then it would I could see that your appreciation for the movie. I could see that being a thing, but I think it's just hard. I think this movie's hard to get into because of, the, you know, the way it's structured for a first-time watcher. You yeah, know? maybe. Like, I think... A first-time movie watcher definitely shouldn't watch this movie. <laughs> I, think, I think I think anybody that's watching these for the first time should, you know, you know I think pick something a little bit more exciting to start off with. Um, there was something I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Don't so, say so the parakeets, when, like, they're getting ready to eat him, 
I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, that stuff's scary. One of the scariest, yeah, like, like nightmares you. you have as a child is something's going to eat you. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I, I've, I always reference him because I'm a nerd. But, um, like, the reason why in It, Stephen King's It, the reason why It preys on children and not adults is because adults are mostly afraid of, like, you know, mortgages and taxes and, like, car payments, whereas kids are afraid of being eaten alive. The evil clowns and your parents yeah. discovering that you've been using their card to buy shark cards in GTA 5 <laughs> no, all these no, years. no, no, <laughs> but so I, so I think that's such a creepy thing that you're be, you're going to be eaten alive. But again, like we said in non-spoilers, he didn't seem that terrified. Yeah, he was kind of just like, fuck you, my mom died, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That's pretty cool, actually. I like that, where he's just like, I'm above all this. And How about that? Yeah. What about the girl when she was like, hey, I'm your mom? I was like, I, kn- I knew that was. Good. I knew that. I knew. I so because she said it was the. Si- but I, I was. I was really confused. I. Th- I don't know why they were calling each other sisters. Like when it, I don't know why they would make that choice to do that. But I. I like. I think it's cool that. Th- that was like how the animation. They kind of look the same. I was like, oh okay. Like they. They're. They. I think they do a good job with the animation. Well, there. that goes back to the point where like you. You think that like the protagonist he didn't react to anything, where it's like, was there ever? Do we ever see a, a realization where he was like, oh, you're my mom. Because it, she just goes, "Hey, you're gonna be a good son." He's like, "Oh, thanks." You didn't see him. You didn't. It never, it never cut to a close up of him going, "What?" Right? Yeah. And maybe I missed it, but even I was like, "Cause I was like, oh, is this?" Because I, I knew the the mom and uh, uh, what's the I don't know the other one. It's like I know you're talking about, but I don't know the the woman they're looking for who's yeah. sick with tuberculosis. She the, people are like, "Oh, he looks like she looks like his mom." Yeah. So I'm like, okay. So them being sisters makes sense in this fantasy world where like everything's like reality, but it's twisted and has, a, you know, it's like abstracted a little bit. But I was like, okay, so then they're sisters. But then the, the mom thing never came back up. And then there was one part where I'm like, how does, what's, where he's like, oh, I want to go in the real world and see my friends. I want to find Heaney in the real world or whatever. And yeah. then she's like, hey, I'm your mom. And I'm like, oh, she's dead in the real world. Like, did he know that? Like, I, it was weird to me. Well, because he maybe says, he says, you can't, you can't go because you're going to die in a fire. And she's like, ah, I'm okay. Yeah. But I don't, again, I don't know. Was that, I don't know when he learned that that was his mom. Side note though. It's funny how when, as soon as someone turns old in this movie, they become really short and fat. Like all the, yeah. all the old people just, they look like goblins. It's like, why? This is so weird. Um, also another side note, I love listening to all the, the voices, the, the, um, the English uh, voice actors for this movie, like yeah. Christian Bale, it's fun, Dave Batista. Yeah. It's fun in a movie where, like, oh, yeah, that guy's in it. But then when you hear them and you're like, why do I know that voice? Oh, and fucking... Um, Dave Robert, Batista took me a while. Robert yeah. Pattinson didn't sound anything like himself. He did a good job. Yeah, he didn't sound like anything like Batman. It sucked. <laughs> Can you imagine? He put his Twilight voice on for that character. That, that was a creepy character. I, I expected more... What did you expect from this movie, though? Because I didn't expect it to be this. I had no idea. Because I expected it to be, a like... Well, I knew... I mean... Before I've seen, I, like I saw Spirited Away, then I watched How Howl's Moving Castle. I before like I watched, I rewatched those movies. I didn't have any idea, but like now I know like the themes that are consistent with Miyazaki's work, and I definitely had a bigger context of what this would be like going into it. Like yeah. I know it's gonna have like some fantasy shit, and it's gonna get weird. But like, I didn't know in terms of like thematically, I was like, I don't know. Do we get to movie recommendation? Yeah, let's Spirited Away. Go watch that. You you're the worst. Why? That's a good one. Why? I've been itching my arm. Spirited my away. Casket. Spirited away. Spirited away. Uh, was t- say it one more time. 2001. If you say it three times, it comes true. Uh, do it, do so it, do it. He, di- he directed this in 2001, and this was the first movie that he won the animation Oscar for. Yeah. He's been nominated since then, but he hasn't won it. 
And yes, this this means I think this what what animation. Oh fuck you, dude! It's recommendation. Does it still count? No, no word reveals when it stops. Ah oh, shit! <laughs> I really like Spirited Away. I think the 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 uh, Chihiro. I think she's a very sweet protagonist, and I think she works very well. And you see, like that's this movie has what I was what I think this was missing a little bit. The boy in the harem was missing. It has a like it feels like she goes through a big transformation. You ever seen? And I think I think the world that she's in. I think this it might that world is where. That ethereal feeling of like a spirit world, I think, was done the best out of all the three movies I've seen so far. Oh yeah, I I would recommend the a live action version of what a Studio Ghibli movie would probably look like, and that's Labyrinth with David Bowie. Oh yeah, that's exactly what a live action I've seen Ghibli clips movie from that. would like, look that looks like. Scary. It's so freaky, bro. It's nuts. And the worst part is David David Bowie's bulge. It's fucking. Oh god. The entire yeah, sure movie, you would notice bro. that, pal. The entire movie just hanging out. Fuck. All right, guys. Uh, word reveal. Yeah. Animation. Let us know in the comments. Did this podcast suck? <laughs> Me and Mark feel like we have here's no the, energy. Here, here, we took a big old nap in the theater, and the, now we have no here's energy. The thing. Every single time. An Watch episode, Silent, the Silent Light podcast. We went off. On this one, we, it just never every clicked. Every single time like episodes like lackluster, Johnny's like, I can't let it go. And you just have to talk about how he hates and himself. And then I'm like, God damn it. I fucking suck. I can't talk. And then I go home and I listen to it. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Johnny hates himself. You have to edit out like all the pauses and stuff and make it sound like we, you just double, just dub over. Here, I'll say all the smart <laughs> stuff now, and then you dub over it later. I'm going to delete all the parts with you in it and just make you look like an absolute idiot. I'm, no, I'm going to include all the idiot. parts where you're just going, uh. No, just delete me. Yeah, delete me. So it just makes it look I'll, like you're talking. I'll to mask me. you out and like put something else there. Yeah. I'll put Joe Biden there instead. <laughs> Come on, man. They said spirited away. I said we got to get there. Word reveal. Animation. Mom. His last movie. Japanese. Scary. I had Studio Gib- Ghibli. <laughs> Sleep. Beyonce. Theater. And spirited away. You guys, thank you so much for watching. I hope this was a good one. Sorry if it, if it wasn't a good one. This is like the wrong crowd to offend. Taylor Swift was a, was the wrong crowd to offend. This, yeah, is the, dude, this is the next wrong crowd. They got pissed crowd. at you. They didn't get pissed at me. They got pissed at I, you. They got pissed at me because this woman, I'm not saying it. No, because you on, on the Taylor Swift one there was one, I know exactly what moment it was. Yeah, me too. Where you were like you were said you were like I felt weird when I just all these women like gushing over Taylor Swift. It's like, "Oh my god." No, no, no. They got mad at the drug part. Yeah, but no, they were also getting mad at that. I don't remember them commenting about that. Yeah, but you can infer because they said it was condescending, and I was like, that's definitely condescending. Oh, I don't... Whatever. Stop worshipping other humans. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I I really don't. All right, see you. Bye, guys.